Hello, beautiful people, and happy Wednesday. Happy Sagittarius season. Can I get a hello, bloody Luya? Are you feeling better? <laughs> Are you feeling better, darlings? Hey, eh? I mean, we've had Venus and Mercury already move into Sag, and they're like, you know, they're hanging out for a little while, only ever getting sort of one or two degrees away and then meeting each other. And it's this beautiful little harmonious kiss. And in Sagittarius can be really visionary, you know, speaking about your future and what you want in your future, what you want to call in, you know, I sort of see this as a great sort of future seeding sort of foresight stuff. And if you love the liquid crystals, appetite's a really good liquid crystal, or if you have that, the crystal of appetite for foresight, you know, so really starting to break old patterns and habits of those old cycles that, you know, aren't getting you anywhere and to really, you know, move into a new phase, a new journey. And of course, with this bloody Sagittarius season, I mean, that's what that's about. You know, it's time to celebrate. If you didn't check out my Instagram or Facebook post yesterday, I popped it up in all of its glory just to share a little bit of Saggy love, to share a bit of hope and optimism and say, you know, channel some joy, have some fucking fun, goddammit. We deserve it. It has been a big year. And, and whilst Mars, you know, is still, you know, moving away from the square to Neptune and he will come back and make that exact square again next year, you know, we're, you know it's starting to loosen up. But look, it's still pretty bloody close, to be honest. Um, so there is maybe still like, you know, maybe the fog's lifting. Maybe you're, begetting, you're, you're becoming or getting clearer on the year that's been, the year that you want moving forward, you know, we're really welcoming Sag season. And I mean, you know, as I did in my post yesterday, really highlighted that this Scorpio season has been like an octopus and its tentacles just holding us. And that's because the South Node has also been in Scorpio, which of course I've talked you know, so much about on my podcast this year. So there was that real shadow walking, underworld walking, you know, you're holding hands with Pluto motherfucker, Hades sort of stuff, right? Like you having to face the sludge and the dirt and the grime on your soul because we're all tainted and we all have that. Now, for some people, it's been dark. For other people, it's been maybe more physical, you know, feeling tired and exhausted and lethargic. You know, I've done many of the polls over the last few weeks and, and the majority feels were definitely sort of this lethargy. And again, this has a lot to do with the Mars square Neptune. But also, you know, we're tired. You know, if you've been processing a lot this year, you're fucking exhausted. And what I want to say is like, welcome this Jupiterian um, Sagittarian in, uh, you know, season into your arms and heart and space and home and energy fields. Like no matter who you are, what sign you are, no matter what, like welcome it, you know, because, you know, I love Scorpio season, but this Scorpio season had a different flavor. Um, if you didn't feel that, are you asleep? Are you dead? I have no idea. Um, but, um, you know, pretty much I, I think that there was like one or two people that when I had a great Scorpio season, I'm like, okay, well, you were like the two people in the whole world. Um, and of course, you know, possibly just, you know, it just didn't affect them or maybe they don't have planets there or whatever. Like, it, you know, it's going to affect everyone differently. But real, realistically, the collective, we've been walking through concrete. We've been walking through the sludge, the mud. 
And then Jupiter season comes and we turn into this centaur, you know, like we turn into this mythical fucking creature where hope, optimism, expansion, joy, laughter, generosity, wisdom, guru-like energy taints us all. And how bloody needed is that? You know, I, I said in my post yesterday, and, you know, I've seen that many astrologers, including me, that said, you know, fuck yes it's Sagittarius season and all of them you know admittedly too we're not usually like this I mean I embrace every season because I'm an astrologer like I love all archetypes all 12 um and you know we only have the sun in each of these archetypes for one month a year so we must embrace these lessons these journeys these illuminations and the solar alchemy that is each season each sign season And, you know, moving into Sagittarius season always beckons the end of the year, grand optimism, you know, exuberance, you know, just think about, you know, Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius. And if we look at what are people doing um, pretty much from the end of November to, you know, just before Christmas, actually, because of course Christmas comes and we hit that solstice and all of a sudden we've got the sun in Capricorn and the real, the mood really shifts. So we're all excited about Christmas and then all of a sudden Christmas Day comes and it's motherfucking Capricorn season, my friends. So, you know, it does take on a whole different tone. But what are we doing? Like Jupiter is, you know, abundance. And so what do we do from now until leading up to Christmas? What do we do? We eat a lot. We drink a lot. We maybe go on to all the Christmas parties and dinners and end of year events. We spend a lot of money, you know, if we've got it. Um, we're, we're being generous. We're buying gifts for our loved ones. You know, this is Jupiter. Jupiter is the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. He is the gift giver. He is the cosmic gift to us. Wherever you have Jupiter in your own chart, that is the cosmic gift from God um, that you receive in that house and sign. And, you know, Jupiter rules Sagittarius and we have this, you know, beautiful, luxy, abundant energy. And yes, can it be extravagant and gluttonous and fucking way too opinionated and arrogant? Yes, it is. It can be. Have you met a Sagittarius that doesn't think they know everything? I mean, look, my youngest daughter, she's a Sag stellium. Um, so she actually has Mercury and Mars conjunct in Sag in the ninth and her, um, her son in Sag in the eighth. And after day one of prep, she just went, you know, why do I need to go to school? I know all of this stuff. Why? And even to this day, she's like, why aren't we born with all of this? And I go, well, look, we actually are. We're born with all information. It's just, this is the motherfucking schooling system. Um, and she's the one daughter out of my three daughters that hates school. So it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a thing to have a child that doesn't like going to school because she's got a stellium in Sag and thinks slash sort of does know everything. You know, Sagis come in as the wise gurus, as the teachers, as the philosophers, as the way showers. So of course, you know, ninth house, you know, not only does she have two planets in Sag in the ninth, but then she's also got Pluto and her north node. They're both in Capricorn, but also in the ninth house. You know, she's got a stellium of ninth house energy, 
um, plus her son there in that eighth house in Sag as well. So, you know, the ninth house is naturally ruled by Sagittarius. So again, if you've got lots of planets in the ninth house, you're going to, even if they're not in Sagittarius, you're going to depict this energy of this Sagittarian archetype um, because that's the where those planets are playing out and, and the where is that global terrain when it comes to the 11th house of that spiritual archetype of the teacher, um, of the big wide world, the quest for life, you know, foreign travel, foreign lands. I want to know more. I want to grow more. I want to learn more. That's the Sag. And as, but there's also that, you know, side, which is that they already know everything. Um, so yes, you know, my daughter is only just finishing year six this year. And then she's got high school. I just feel for her so much because my other two daughters were not a problem at school. Like everything was fine. Um, but Raina, she's just like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, it, it's very fascinating. And of course, that that stellium in Sag, Sag and Ninth House stellium really does depict um, exactly how she you know she wants to go out into the world like all she cares about she's like I just need to get to an airport I just need to go and sit in an airport I just need to travel I just need to get to another country you know she learns by experience and that's a very Sagittarian thing you know like now when we get to the end of a of a year which obviously Sagittarius season isn't the end of the astrological year but it's the end of the year um and, you know, what have we learned? What has, you know, what has grown? Where have we become wiser? Where have we hopefully gotten into being our own guru? That's Sagittarius. You know, we're winding down our year, our 2022. We're going to see that out very soon, which is quite befuddling because, it really does just feel like yesterday I was here talking to you when all the floods were happening in February and March and all of the stuff was going on and we were drowning in the fucking sea of Pisces. And now here we are um, in the Sagittarius fire, ready to fucking rebirth out of the Scorpio underworld, you know, because we had lots going on in Scorpio at the same time. And, and you know, it did weigh a little different this time. And if you did the work in Scorpio season, maybe it wasn't um as easy or maybe you had to face some things, you know. Um, I, I think that with the South Node there, we actually were really being invited to let go of stuff, to face some of our shadows and our old karmic patterns to release them because next Sag season, um, Scorpio season, sorry, next Scorpio season, the South Node will not be there. So 2023 Scorpio will feel very, very different to 2022 Scorpio season. So it was amplified. It was a season. It was a Scorpio season on steroids. Of course, it was eclipse season. Of course, we had Mars square Neptune. You know, there was a lot going on, um, and it did. You know, if it didn't physically exhaust you, maybe it mentally exhausted you. If it wasn't mental, maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's energetic. Maybe it's etheric. But there was this sort of energy of exhaustion and. You know, now we're coming to the end of the year and some people are all around like the hustle, the hustle, I've got to do more, be more, blah, blah, blah. But for me, I'm just like, no, it's the most cruisiest end of year that I've had in a really long time because it's actually a really full time for me. So my end of year is quite full um, where I'm doing my 2023 overview. So my yearly overviews for the year um, coming up and, you know, I'm not doing as many as I did last year and I'm not actually even mad about it. I'm like, okay, I haven't even advertised them because I already had <laughs> a lot of people wanting them because some people come back every single year and they're pretty much like, 
I will have my overview every year until I die or until you die. And so I just pop their name on, you know, they're already on the list for 2024, so on and so forth. So a lot of them get taken up with regulars and I'm fine with that. But usually I advertise and I'm like, oh, here's some crystal grids. Here's an oracle spread that I can do for you. Not doing it this year. Not doing it. Nearly at December. I only got a few done already um, so far. And I'm nearly in December and I've still got, you know, a fair amount to do before the end of the year, which I'm completely fine with and I'm going to get them done. But my pace is slower. If this year's taught me anything, and I'm a fucking slow as a snail fucking bull anyway, let's just be honest. I think I've said this a million times. You get me at F45 and I'm a slow and steady wins the race sort of person. I'm not fucking flogging myself and going crazy in that first 10 seconds and, you know, dying because that's just not cool for me. That's just not how I roll. Um, but this year, what it's also taught me is, is that I don't have to, you know, uh, achieve, like, you know, it's not about the achieving, it's just about the doing and, um, you know, the pushing, I mean, I'm not going to be pushing and forcing because I have looked at how many of these I did last year and I'm definitely significantly lower in certain ones. I haven't even offered a few of them. Um, usually, oh, excuse me, I just need a little bit of a drink of water here, Sozzy. Just had some um some tonic before I before I jumped on a beautiful nerve tonic that I've been taking that I love that's you know fractal and you know full of really great things for my nerves um yeah you know it, it, you know it's it's for me there's just this slowing down you know a lot of people speed up at the end of the year and I've probably been a part of that on some level because. I jam pack quite a lot into my last two months of the year with my overviews and um, but this year not so much and I'm fucking not mad about it I'm completely okay with it I'm cruising you know I've got horoscopes to do every week I've got my podcast that I'm loving um, I'm here every bloody Wednesday for ya you know and I've been doing my 2023 panel which I've finally just finished and I'm going to start uploading and you know there's a lot there's always a lot I've got some ideas going on I've got some website stuff going on in the background um, I've got a new masterclasses tab which you know you uh, you can't probably I, I do have a, an amazing masterclass coming up in um to, uh, de- December the 20th and that's my three-hour class talking about 2023 um first time offering it online because it's an in-person event that I do so I've got that coming up in December so I've had some sort of website stuff done I've done all of my tax and all of my bass and holy motherfucking far out like seriously that shit just I'm just it's not my specialty (laughs) so um I just want to work my magic um and yeah knowing about all of the things is very overwhelming and confusing and all of the things but you know there's things going on you know um I've got a whole heap of master classes that I want to um some live and some pre-recorded for next year so I've written out a little bit of a schedule there so there's things happening but there's a real cruisy pace and I think that that's nice, you know, like that's how I'm choosing to end my year. I don't know about you, but that's the invitation. Um, you know, less is more, darlings. Less is fucking more. So I just want to say happy Sag season. The sun is now in Sag until the 22nd of December and then we move into solstice and Capricorn season. Um, you know, this is a great week for some really healing communications. Um, speaking about your future like I said earlier we do have Mercury and Venus really you know kissing for quite a lot of time um, in Sag and 
I think even again in Capricorn, when they move into Capricorn, I mean, there might be a few de- degrees difference, but I'm not looking at a chart. So I know there's something there, but yeah, they're moving together for a little while. And, and this is really harmonious. And, and, you know, I really like these two together. Um, we can speak into what we love, you know, it's very, you know, it's very much around what our desires are. But again, in Sag, let's look at the big picture. You know, this can be a good thing too. We can look at the big picture and just, and even if you're not future seeding, because I don't want to feel, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I better be like, you know, mapping out my future. No, but it's actually giving perspective, you know, and I wrote that, you know, a few people like, oh, you know, I love Scorpio season, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I do too. But hey, let's fucking put things into perspective and find some fucking joy. I mean, I am, you know, an eighth house stellium Pluto in the first house, you know, I know Scorpio very well. And my, 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 um, stellium in the eighth house is a Taurus stellium. So the polar opposite of sat, um, Scorpio. And I suppose the real opposite thing for me is, is that I don't do drama. You know, the Scorpio archetype loves the drama, you know, and whilst I love the deep, um, you know, I'm all around the simple life, (laughs) you know, which is very opposite to Scorpio. Um, And for me, Sagittarius gives us the perspective now, like let's fucking put things into perspective. And if that for you means just looking at the year that's gone and going, hey, it's not about the money I made. It is not about the this or the that or that. It's about the relationship that I healed or maybe you moved out of a job or a relationship or you healed something with your children. Maybe you become a better fucking person. Maybe you cooked more. Maybe you got into the garden more. Maybe you meditated more. I mean, these are the things that excite me. I don't care about making more money or prospering or hustling or being bigger in business. And I literally just had a very big, because remember, Mercury is in Sag, darlings. We are speaking the fiery truth. And if we know one thing about Sag, it is that they are blunt, blunty cunty. Okay, I've said it. I'll say it again. Blunty cunty. That's Sagittarius, you know. So, and and having a Mercury Mars, like my daughter does, (laughs) you know, she's got this Virgo moon. She's so fucking sweet and caring. But old Blunty McBlunt Blunt from Bluntsville, okay, like that is Sagittarius because and that's where they can be pompous because they think that their truth is the only truth. And at the moment, we collectively have Mercury and Sag. So we might all be spitting some fiery truths, which we all know are just our truths, okay? If someone shares their truth, it's not trying to say you need to believe what I believe. And if you're that douchebag, well, that's on you. But I'm not that. I'm not saying you have to believe what I believe. But I did just spit a whole lot of fire on my Instagram page and I'm about to put it on my Facebook page because A, I'm talking about my 12-month container. If you want to work with me, here's the best way to work with me. It's in this 12-month capacity, blah, blah, blah. I write all the things. It's on my website. I'm not going to go into it. But I do start spitting a little bit of truth around these containers and, you know, charging people $10,000 and ripping people off. And I say a lot of things, okay? And again, not mad about it because it needs to be said. (laughs) <laughs> it needs to be fucking called out. And if saggy energy isn't anything, it's calling shit out for what it is. So, and, you know, my thing is, is that if it doesn't trigger, it isn't, you know, it only triggers if it's true. So I'm not going to trigger anyone unless they think that they're that person because I could read a post like that and I would not be phased at all. You know, I said that I'm of the fucking minority because I, it feels like I'm the only one teaching not teaching how to make more money and how to make 10k and expand your business and hustle and fucking prey on the vulnerable and rip people off. I'm not doing that. I would prefer you to know who you are, have integrity, be kind, heal your trauma, 
get in sync with the universe, be in cycle with the cosmic energy, talk to plants, be with your lover, your partner, spend time with your children. You know, for me, mastering the universe has nothing to do with money and everything to do with presence, everything to do with being alive and tasting life. You know, I'm here and I don't want to miss a thing. And, you know, my sorts of containers aren't around business and growing and money and blah and blah. I mean, that to me is boring and it's not true. You know, the thing is, is that all of these people promise you these things, but look around, look at nearly everyone that comes out of those containers. Are they millionaires? No, because guess what? That's what they would have been trying to manifest with the abundance codes. No. Do they have their perfect relationship? No. Do they have the perfect body, job, car? Blah, 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 blah. No, they don't because it's 1% of people that will, will possibly do those things. But in these sorts of programs, containers, coaching calls, blah, 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 blah. Most of it's, it's, it's wishful thinking. I mean, I think that I said in my post today something about, um, you know, I'm all for empowering you and, you know, because it's a very, you know, if you work with me, it's not like going, oh, la, 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 I'm going to blow wind up your ass all day long, every day in the container. I'm going to tell you how amazing you are and that you can do anything. Um, you can't, <laughs> okay? You can't. I can't do everything. Fuck me. Like, neither can you. And, and everything I desire, I may or may not achieve. And the thing is, is that ultimately, if we all came out of these sorts of containers getting exactly what they promised us, well, not that I've ever been sucked into one of those containers, but, but if we did, mm, we wouldn't have money troubles, we wouldn't have relationship troubles. Like, come on. Like the reality, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. And, and you know, it really is for me, it's, it's a lie. It's an illusion to tell someone that they can have everything that they desire. What about desiring being a good person? What about desiring following your passion because you just love it? What if it doesn't have to make you money? Like, is that an option? <laughs> you know, like, I don't think it is for many people because now everyone only wants to make money off stuff. No one wants to work. No one wants to sacrifice. No one wants to put in the consistent hours or the consistent discipline to even know who they are. They want shortcuts. They want weekend workshops. They want your container to tell you how to make $10,000 a month. And look, maybe you do one month, but you probably wouldn't do it again. Um, and if that's, you know, the anchor and your selling point, ooh, 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 ooh. It couldn't turn me off more. Look, if it turns you on, great. We all are turned on by different things. But I'm turned on by truth, passion, honesty, Mm, people being raw and sovereign and not chasing money, you know, with an umbrella of a spiritual industry, you know, those people do not turn me on. Um, you know, nature turns me on. My husband turns me on. Life really does turn me on. I'm always very like warm, juicy and lubed up, to be honest, for life, for, for nothing else but life, you know, and and ultimately, you know, there is lies and deception around the promise of, you know, do this and this will happen. And, you know, in my container, I'm not going to promise you anything. I'm going to I'm going to say you're going to know yourself. You're going to embody astrology. You get access to me for 12 months, all those things. But anyway, I rambled on. Um, 
about all of those things, which I could do forever, but it's so Sagittarius. I mean, you just can't make this shit up. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, back to this week, really healing, beautiful week, healing conversations, healing relationship stuff. Again, talking about maybe your future with your partner or putting things into perspective with your partner. Again, because we've got Venus and Mercury conjunct and conjoined in Sag, but they're also making a beautiful healing, trying to Chiron, the wound, the alchemist. So this is a really delicious aspect. Now, I want to just quickly touch on this Sag moon, which happens on the 24th um, at one degree of Sagittarius. So we're moving into the first first deacon of Sagittarius, which is ruled by Sagittarius. Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius. And, you know, just five minutes, I think it's like five minutes after we have the Sagittarius new moon, Jupiter stations direct. After being retrograde in Pisces, he stations direct in Pisces, his other home sign. So this is actually really beautiful. And And there is an out-of-sign trine here. Um, I'm not a real out-of-sign sort of astrologer, but it's quite close. Jupiter is stationing at 28 degrees Pisces, which, as we can see, is very close to Aries. And we have the moon and the sun both at one degree of Sagittarius, which is why it's a dark moon. So it's a dark moon at first, remember? We say new moon because I think it's easy for people to like it's palatable and it feels right. But but know that when they're at the same degree, it's actually a dark moon. It's actually the full release, the letting go, the purge. You know, it's 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 the darkest part of the, the moon cycle, right? And then as the moon moves away, it starts to become that crescent moon and it's new, right? So we have that dark moon, which is where they're exactly conjunct, and then this new moon. But yes, I still call it a new moon. It is a dark moon, but I'm just sort of, you know, trying to play with the nuance here. So we have the dark moon in Sag, one degree. And then, of course, the the moon then stays in Sagittarius from the 24th to the 26th of Sag, which is really great because, of course, Venus is there. Mercury is there. This is really delicious. You know, this is the rebirth. We are going from the dark waters of hell to the fiery rebirths where we get to to the fiery rebirth of Sag, where we get to look up to the stars, you know, point our arrow, aim high. It sounds, you know, corny, but just that's the, that's the archer, you know, he's got his bow and arrow and he's aiming for things. What are you aiming for? Do you even know what you're aiming for? So with this Sagittarius new moon energy, can you see the bigger picture? Because this is actually, you know, the first moon that we can actually manifest on or, or, or do any sort of ritual or work on because we've been in eclipse season. So of course, you know, we don't do anything in eclipse season because we don't want to toy with fucking fate and karma. We just want to let them have their way with us, darling. So now we've got this brand new energy and we've only got, you know, three more lunar cycles of 2022. We have this new moon in, um, Sag, then we've got a full moon in Gemini, and then we have a new moon in Capricorn. So, you know, this is it. You know, this is the second last new moon of the year. Um, You know, I'm saying go big or go home. Like this could be a great new moon, you know, from the 24th through to the 26th, where you're writing out some of your bigger goals, your bigger dreams, your bigger desires. Where is this happening in your own birth chart? One degree of Sagittarius. Um, and more so what house does Sagittarius rule? So look at that house and, you know, see what you can invite in over this next cycle. Um, So I want to say there's some really juicy, delicious energy around at the moment. Um, As Mars continues to move away from Neptune, this will feel good for us. But remember, we're still moving into a mutable fire. So 
If you have a lot of Virgo placements, you know, that's the missing leg at the moment in, in what's called the mutable, um, the mutable grand square, because in the sky, we have Neptune and Pisces, mutable water. We have Mars in Geminal, Gemini, Geminal, Gemini, mutable air. And now we have the sun, Mercury and Venus all in Sag, mutable fire. So the only thing that's missing is that Virgo. So if you've got any Virgo placement, sun, moon, rising, any, any planets at all, that's actually the missing leg in this square. So maybe you can find your anchor there. Maybe you can find some of your outlet there, solutions, answers, balance point. Okay. There's a lot to say around the missing leg in these sorts of, um, you know, in, in, in T-squares um, to make up that grand square, depending on, again, cardinal, fixed or mutable. But we're at the mutable part of that now. So Virgo Virgo can give you a little bit of an edge into what you need to be looking at maybe. And we could all look at our Virgo house. You know, that's also going to give us some answers in this mutable season. So there's a lot of flexibility here. There's a lot of adjustment. And look, we can't promise anything. But all I can say is invite joy, invite life. Invite some fun and play, you know, choose that. And, and I wrote that in my post yesterday around just welcoming Sag season. If you want to be happy, don't try, just be, you know, like if there's nothing outside of you that will ever fill the void, the gaping void of happiness, there is just nothing. It is you and you alone. And if you know a Sagittarius and you connect with a lot of Sag energy, you know that no matter what, there's just still always seems to be this, you know, Bright side, let's listen to Bright Side of the Road by Van Morrison. You know, like that's Sagittarius, like we're, we're optimistic, we're confident and we can sort of see the glasses half full, you know, that's, that's what we want to channel in Saggy season. So enjoy this week, darlings. It's a short, sweet one. Lots of spitting of the fire truth, darling. Um, agree or not agree? Look, it's completely fine with me. It so is, you know. I don't agree with lots and then I do agree with some things. But, you know, it's it's all around what feels right for me, my personal truth, my personal sovereignty, my personal or, you know, like that's that's my guide. You know, I'm guided from within my own essence, not from what other, other people say. And I encourage you to be that, you know, to really channel that fiery energy too. You know, maybe you've got to spit some truth this, this, this Sag season. Maybe you've been biting your tongue a little bit. Maybe you've got some, you know, some revelations that you need to share, you know, to liberate you from the shackles that you've been holding yourself in. Um, uh, you know, just go out and have some bloody fun, darling, will you? dance, play, have fun. Let's do that. Let's all just have fun. Okay. I love you.